Today's daf is daf Samechet, and we begin new parak, parak which is the twelfth parak. So habone kama yivne viechav. When it comes to the malacha of constructing and building, what's the shear? It says habone kosho, even the smallest amount. What about hamasatet? If it's someone who is um, is forming a stone, right? So he's like chiseling away, turning into a square. Like take sorry, take some stone, turning into like a brick or something like that. Okay, that's someone who gives the final blow. says, um, like the final blow just to finish it off. That's also a malach we said. Um, the me'atzed here is also a type of, um, what's, uh, what's it called? A kurnus. A kurnus, I just had a blank. I just had a second ago. Like a, um, a mallet, that's a word. And so that's a, and here it says it's a cornice made of barzel of iron. It says, or ha-kodeach, or someone who drills, all this shear of these malachas are a kosher. So zeaklal, any, this is a general rule when it comes to uh, malach on Shabbos, kol haseh malacha or malachta mitkayim. Anyone who does a malacha, and the malacha is mitkayim. In other words, it's, uh, it endures. It's not one of these temporary things, like a temporary knot or temporary writing that fades, things like that. It says, as long as it's a mitkayim, but that's when you're chayim on Shabbos. So Reb Shimon ben Gamliel says, Omer, he says, even someone who is like a smith and he's using his bangs, his his uh, ma- his mallet on top of a anvil as he's doing his work, then he would also he would Now, if you've learned um, this mission with, with um, like uh, with Bartonur and things like that, the explanation therefore is we're talking about some sort of like uh, someone who produces plates, plating the base of Mikdash. Right, so you know, sheet metal that's the idea, and the idea is what they would do is every so often they would bang on this anvil to make sure their um mallet, this or this is that the right term? So this, this flat headed um hammer is um it remains flat, however, that's not the way Reb Chaim explains it here, or well, the Maparashim here don't explain it that way because you see the Shami explain will explain it differently tomorrow. And the idea is, is what they would do as they're banging, they would also bang on just to do bangs on this anvil every so often what's called la men yado to make sure that he's still doing the motion correctly right so to to keep a consistent um, sort of rhythm or a or a motion that says it's a parish um when he's trying to get the motion right, he would bang it before he starts. He would bang it on the anvil to make sure he's got the, the right consistency or swing, whatever it is, and then he'd bang it on the thing he was dealing with. Now, what, that's quite a chiddush, that's a malacha, because I'm not even working on the object that I'm interested in repairing or fixing or forming. So again, well, that's actually the beginning of tomorrow's stuff. We'll discuss it. Okay, let's continue now with the Gemara. Habone kama yivne v'yechayev. Hamotzashir. So ma binyan ha'yav b'mikdash. What construction was there in the base of Mikdash? We weren't building houses. And the answer is, well, it's talking about notinat ha'krashim al adanim. That's talking about when they put the, the vertical beams that were side by side and placed into the adanim, which are the sockets. That's what formed the walls. That's the binyan base of Mikdash. So the Gemara asked, well, I don't understand. V'lon l'sha'ahayta. In the Mishnah, it says, it's kola malacha mitkayemet. Only malacha that's really permanent. That's what's considered chayev. And in the Mishkan, the whole the whole nature of the Mishkan was a temporary structure. They'd take, put it up again and take it apart the whole time as they traveled. So I'm Rabbi because they themselves, we've seen this flow once before in our learning, because they themselves, it wasn't their choice when to go or when to leave. So therefore, whenever they camped, they were camping, uh, if you like, with the sense of permanence, because it was up to Hashem when to leave. Okay. However, Yossi Barbuni says you got it wrong. If that's the case, 
He says, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu promised them they're going to Eretz Israel, for sure, Kamisha, do you think that's really with a sense of permanence? I Meaning, granted, yes, they, they weren't the able, they weren't the ones to, dict- to decide when to leave and go, but they knew that their final destination was not where they were standing. They knew the final destination, I've got to polish them, they're going to go to Eretz Israel. So, therefore, it's, it's by definition temporary. So, <laughs> okay. So, the Gemara, therefore, the Gemara continues by saying, um, I'll just, I'll try, just if you remember, the Rebbein points out, well, the Elba Perek Klal Gadol when he saw the sugya, it's Masayim Bahada. Um, uh, it says Adafilu. I'm not sure. I think it's a typo here, but Adafilu Binyan Lashan Ami Binyan. We learn from here that even a temporary construction. That's why the Rishon we learned it previously. We said from here that even temporary construction is a Malacha on Shabbos. Okay, in other words, almost Binyan seems to be an exception to this principle. Kolah Malacha Malacha Mitkayemet, like the the permanence. Okay, now the Gemara derives from this. Since we're learning from the building the Krashim, now normally when you build a wall or construction, you take some brick on top of brick. Well, we learn from here the fact that the Krashim are side by side, and that's where we learn it from. Even that type of construction is considered a construction, uh, is binyan. Also, Hadamar would seem to be two points. One is because they're going in these sockets, again, we've seen this, this discussion previously, it seems to be that even building on, not on the ground, but on top of another Kli, or the next part had al even on top of another kli, that's considered binyan, the bimalacha, because we're using the crushim placed in the adanim as the av malacha. So no, we say that's wrong. Because you can't you can't draw those last two conclusions because adanim kakarakahem, because the adanim themselves were hollow and open at its base, the sockets, we say that, and the crushing the cells were therefore resting on the ground, so therefore we're talking about binyan on the ground, that's considered binyan, but not on top of other kalim and things like that. Okay? Because okay, again, the, the adanim just held the, held, if you like, held the beams together. Next, continue. Um, Tani, we've also seen this discussion before. If someone, one person brings stones and the next person brings cement to cement it down on the ground, the second person is the person is not putting a, putting a big stone on the ground, that's not considered binyan. However, Rabbi Yossi says, they're both considered chayev. Okay, even just simply placing it on the ground. Um, that meaning, like in place, that would already be considered binyan. Okay. Um, in other words, the even below tip nami binyan he even without cement is not considered binyan. Now, by the way, it's not. Sorry, I should be clear. See what I mean? It, even if it's like a second layer, not just a, a, on the ground. However, Sabra of Yossi, um, even because he says even below tit is binyan, even placing rocks on top of other rocks are all it's considered construction. However, if the cement was placed first, and then after he placed the stone on top of it, then everyone agrees. That he would be high the person putting the rock down because putting in cement into existing cement and that's construction. Let's continue. This is now another teaching. It says, What if someone puts the top row of these stones on top of some sort of binyan, some sort of construction, say a wall or something like that? Then that we say is chayev. The Gemara says, What's the, Who do we need this for? Well, it's not, we don't need it for a biosi because he says even the, the bricks down below. You don't need cement to be chayev. It must be according to Shita Rabbanan. Meaning, I'll read Rabbi Chaim, it's important. He says, uh, he says, The person brought the rock on its own, the stone, I should say, would be pato. In this case, if on the top of the dimus, he'd be chayev. Why? The cave and the brosha binyan ain't no ten odavanim. 
since you're not going to place any other stones on top of that, that's like the top of this wall, if you like, um, uh, then uh, then it's mitkayem belotit. Then in that situation, those rocks would or stones would stay in place even without cement. So despite the fact that Khamim Stone normally do need cement, when we talk about the top row of this binyan, you don't need cement to be chayef uh, for bone. Okay, uh, next case. So vahind avad dafin. So someone who puts these planks, Rukhaim says, if, if you've got beams on the house and you're putting planks on top, planks of wood on top of it, safian is And someone who makes you know the thresholds of a house, that would also be chay mishum bone. Okay. Um, fine. What do I want to say here? I can't remember. Okay, let's continue. So yeah, when it comes to these dapim, meaning the reason why you putting those planks of wood on top of these cross beams in the house is to for support, structural support reasons, to I guess hold them together or things like that. Okay. Um fine, let's continue. and So nakar is you're sort of putting holes in it. So you've got a, sur- a smooth surface and you're in your um digging out sort of holes. Now it's kifin, kafin, and amudim. Are three different materials. One's made of stone, one made of wood, or ba'amudim, or on pillars. Okay. Now the next word you've got is is um, rechayim. So in the Gemara, and and what that means is Pneumot says, why are you digging holes in these stones and stuff? That is because you're trying to produce like a millstone, and you can't have a smooth surface if you want to grind things. It has to have it has to be somewhat perforated to so it can grind properly. However, Reb Chaim changes that word here, and it has a part of the next segments. De Chaim Mekatea, or Vispas Mekatea, meaning if you're cutting Amudim, these, these pillars, or you're, or you're cutting like uh, sort of flat pieces of stone, all these things are Chaim, these are all the derivatives of Mesatet, which is interesting, because you, you, you might think when you're forming a stone, if we're running into a square, it, it, it's, it's creating a smooth surface. No, but anytime you're fashioning a stone, even if it's making a jagged, like a perforated surface, which you need for a particular purpose, that would also be considered Mesatet. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yirmiya B'Shem Rav, Hamarki Mita Shel Gila Now this Mita Shel Gila is like a fold-up bed, a temporary one. Rav Chaim says, Mita Shel so uh, coppersmiths, they will go from city to city, city for their work, and they take a mita shel prakim, like their portable bed, a camper bed, if you like, type of thing with it. But it wasn't, you know, not with metal hinges and things like that. But rather, it prakim prakim, was made with pieces, and then they put it together. So he says, if you make that mita shel gil on Shabbos, you chayim shumbone. Okay. So Amrab Zira, Eno Ella cannot tell Maldin or tell Gabi Levani b'Shabbos. So his cholik says that's not the case. It's only like that. That um, that uh, like you're taking a brick and placing it on top of other bricks. Meaning, I'll explain. Reb Chaim says the ain't binyan la la'el because putting a brick on top of other bricks is not considered binyan. as long as long as if you didn't cement it down or in this case fix it afacha If you don't nail it in, you're not chaimishum binyan. So which is interesting. So the first opinion says. Um, listen to it again. So Rabbi Yirmiyah says, name Rav, that if you take this bed, you put it together, even if you don't fasten it with nails, you'd be chayev. And Rabbi Zira says, no, it's just like the case of Shida Chacham. You put brick on top of brick, you're not chayev. Unless it's cemented. So you're not chayev unless you, 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 you um, what's it called? Some, uh, you nail it in. So Rav Huna Hori Laresh Galuta Lahatir, so Rav Huna instruct the Reish Galutas, the house of Reish Galuta, that he can do such a thing, Lechachila, put together this Shulchan Shoprakim, a table that is sort of pieced together. Amrav Chuna Barchia Have Imei. 
So they said Rav Huna Barchi was also with Rav Rumanuna when they read rules as follows. Have a Shema Rav Yehuda heard this? Whoever taught it that it's Mutal Achila, he hasn't learned, he hasn't Meshamesh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So Rav Shimi Mandahori Lei, whoever taught that it was Mutal Achila, must be like Rav Shimi Mandahori That's what he was doing. Why? The Tani. It says, Lavachim Shels Shabesvina Veshbarisa. Now this is kind of like benches. They would have on a boat. Reb Chaim says, Luchim shem, uh, Luchot, sorry, Shemenechim Besmina or Shabaris Aris is like a cot. Veshel Prakim is also pieced together, like it, it was like constructed in parts. Like a Mita Shagila, that they type of th- same type of thing. The Naklite Mita, now the Naklite Mita, if you recall, there was like, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this in Mishnahs, but you've got a bed, and what they would do, they had, a, had to have a, each of the beds would be one pole, and across they put a beam. And then hang across it like like an ohel. They put chaka like a netting over the top or whatever it is, and that would cover the bed. Okay, so all these things it says v'regel ashulchan v'yada sakin shepirshu, and we're talking about uh, either the, the, the foot of the table or the or the handle of a knife that came apart. Shepirshu gives uh, us here. You cannot put it back. If you put it back, sort of slotted it back together, hareze patu. Now we have to be careful. Because it says the im takaf was driven in forcefully, so it's like with pressure. Then you'd be chayav. Okay. So in other words, if it's just slotted back and it can come out easily, that's that's patur. How Rav Shimon Gamer says ima hayu rafim If they were loosely fitting, then you could actually put it together and take it apart again. It's not a problem at all. So you say therefore see whoever taught like taught the great shaluta that was mutar to put together this shulchan shaprakim lechatchila. He must be holding Rav Shimon Gamliel. Let's continue. Tani, kavuin chibur latuma ola hazaya. If it's tukuin chibur latuma ve'ainu chibur laza. So I switch the two words around. Rabbi Chaim says, like according to Korbaneda, meaning if they're kavuin, and we're talking here, Rabbi Chaim says, alavachim shebesfina, all these sort of put together, these um, like uh, t- these type of uh, akia style, not akia style, you know, these put together sort of beds and benches. Says, if you drive it together with masmerot with nails, that's kavuim, then the chibur latuma, then they're considered attached for tuma. What does that mean? What it means is, is that if tuma touches one part, the whole thing becomes tuma. It's not considered two separate kalim, if you like. Um, similarly, she'im nitmu hasfina. In this case, if the boat becomes tuma, nitmu lavachim as well. So it must be talking about a small raft or something. The chibur hu gami also lahazaya. Nahazaya means when you want to make it tahor. And if you if you say it was tamimet, and you're getting the mechatat, and you want to sprinkle on one part of it, it's as if it's sprinkled on the whole thing. Okay, you don't have to sprinkle all these disparate little parts. Okay. However, if it's just tukuin, sort of pushed together with pressure and not nailed in, then we say that we say that it's um We say that it's considered chibur l'tuma hazaya, meaning to make it tahor. Well, it's not really considered connected. But what? But for Lechumra, we say, oh, no, if it's uh, if it's Takua, we say, okay, consider one thing for Tuma. Meaning, fine. But we see from here, the simply driven together and held together by force is not considered Mechubar Mechadin, because as we just said here, on Lechumra, we say it's considered Mechubar for Tuma. Okay. Therefore, we say, but we just said, if you taka with these list of things, the vachim shebesina, shabarisa, nakletemita, all these things, the 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 yad in the sakin. If you if you takua, if you drive it together, like you push it together with force, then it says yechayev. So it seems to be a stira. It seems to it should only be considered chayev if you make it kavua with like nails or something like that. 
So no, we say no. Tar taman darkan lekava, lo kava enochibur. It depends what you're talking about. Meaning, it's not darkan in terms of the the material, in terms of the object we're dealing with. We're just talking about in terms of the halacha. In other words, darkan lekava, lo kava enochibur. So really, Rebbe it's important to understand. He says, hatam um, when it says leinyan tuma bechibur talia milta. When it comes to uh, tuma, the question is: Is it considered connected together? The kaven should darken shalavachim likevab emasmerot. Then, since when it comes to these lavachim, it's the way to fasten them with nails. Kosher lo kava in ochibur. If you don't drive it together with nails, it's not considered chibur. But amhacha, the continuation is kiatan higmar malachtan. In other words, when it comes to shabbos, the issue is not necessarily chibur. It's the issue with what's considered gemar malacha. So if you want to say the this individual for constructing this levachim uh, and things like that on this on the svina is because it's mishum bona. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would be a good parallel between the two because what's considered kavua, mamash like um, in a in a more substantial way. Because it's a parallel. However, here the issue is makad patish. When the person just gets these planks of wood and drives it in, so it's it's sort of held in by pressure, he's done. That's gemar malacha. So once it's gemar malacha, yechayim mishumakad patish. So it's a different sort of requirement between makad patish and chibur latum. Yes, good. Okay, um, let's continue. Tani Reb Simai Omer Hamarkiv Keren Agulo Chayev Keren Pshuta Patur. So here, but this refers to two different types of musical instruments, and one of them, the Keren Gula, is a Maisa Uman. Okay, but Tzorichli Tkorat Chaim says the the Chozek you've got to force it in, you've got to push it together with force, and therefore it's Chayim Mishum Binyan, whereas a Pshuta is easily slotted together and out there for you be Patur. Sounds like Patur Abbas, like we said that you shouldn't ideally do so. So that's obviously not like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Rabbi Azar Shimon says Omer Kani Menorah Chayev Kanashel Sayadin Patur. So the 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 arms or the Kanim of a Menorah of a of a lamp and the like um, Kadlabra is is that if you drive them in you be Chayev. However, if Shel Sayadin, I'm saying it's Sayadin here, it's Patur. Now Sayad is a hunter. However, what's interesting is uh, Korbanet says we're talking about Sayadin. Meaning uh, plasters. Rukhain says it's possible at the end of Efsha, even though he keeps the gears inside him, it's at the end of this uh, one of his long Dibromachils of Kalasha, says it's possible you should also refer to Sayadin. Anyway, what's the point? The point is someone's got a, well, whether it's a Sayad or a Sayad, he has his tool. And sometimes when he needs extra reach, he would add components to its base. Okay? So when it comes to a menorah, we said Yochayev, putting in these extra. You know, sockets and brackets and things like that. But when it comes to the Kaneshot Sani and Patu, so why is that? So Kanemar Alamu Chayev. So Ravau B'Shem Rav Yochanan, Ravuna, Ravuna, sorry, Trey, Ravuna, Amu, Mishumbone, Yachshay, Mishumbone, so Binyam Bekeli. Okay? So this considered construction. However, Kaneshot Sani, so therefore, Lamu Patur. And the answer is Mibnei Shuhu Milamalalamatan, which means is normally when you build your construction, you start from the bottom and progressively build upwards. Here, when it comes to this this extendable stick, if you like, whatever the tool is, you're starting from the top and adding pieces to the bottom, so it's not Dome le binyan in the Malacha. So the Gemara says, that doesn't make sense. When you're digging a hole, you're starting from the top and going to the bottom, and you chive in case of, like, uh, if, if it's in a house, it's binyan. I think we've been saying this before, but anyway, it's, um, what does he say here? 
הרי חופר, אז הרי חופר בחולות, משום בונה הוא חי בישראל. הרי בונה תחילה מלמעלה יש תנאים לדעתו. אוקיי? So the Gemara says, אמר רב שמואל בר יהודים כאן לשעה כאן לשעות. And it makes a difference. One is a temporary one and one is a permanent one. So let me just explain. When it comes to, one way of explaining this is this is a completely new answer. This is the second way Rebbe Chaim explains it. The difference between menorah and this Kanesh al-Tzaydin is it's a temporary, or is, or the, by the menorah it's permanent, that's why you're Chayev. And it's extendable tool is a, perma, a temporary thing. You're going to very quickly take it apart again. That's why you're Pator. Another understanding is a distinction between whether... Uh, it makes a difference if you're starting from top down or bottom up in construction is only when it's temporary. When it's permanent, it makes no difference. That's when you're chofer, you dig a hole, the, it doesn't make a difference which way you're going. Okay? So Shmuel Amar, Hamlachem et Hatsirtsin. So this is, you're putting back the trisim. So shopkeepers would have that board up there, uh, like the, the openings of the door. Actually, what's interesting in the it sort of describes it that okay, on one parish and they t- take the board off and actually put it down and use it as a bench top as well. But anyway, so So if you return to your Chaim the question is, I don't understand. Now this relates to the Mishnah in, um, we'll see Mitzvah Shem in Beit, so we'll see this definitely in much more detail. Whether you can So what are we talking about? We're talking about shopkeepers in Yontov, and Mishum Simchat Yontov, they were allowed to open their stores for people in Yontov. Now, how would people buy and sell? That's also discussed, discussed in Mishasech um, Beitza. I mean, we, they can't do exchange of money and talk quantities and prices, but there were ways of excess of, of purchasing food on Yontov. So he said, Mishum Simchat Yontov, you're allowed to machzir. Um, uh, you can take the tris off and put it back. Now, the question is, if this is considered binyan, by the way, just as a side point, uh, there, Reb Chaim in, in Besbeza says, this is actually, the, the, sort of, the shops weren't actually proper buildings. They're more like kupot, big boxes. They were movable, like caravans type of thing. And therefore, the question was, uh, Shmuel says, it's by putting it back, it's binyan because you hold binyan bekeli. Okay? Not really relevant to discuss the details now, or, or more of the details regarding this sugi, but we'll see it in Hashem when we get to in Besbeza. But anyway, the question is, how can you machzir? In other words, I can understand why you might be able to take off the trisim from the shopkeepers because the heter is mishum ochel nefesh. Okay, now I enable people to have food. There's a lot of malachas you're allowed to do mishum ochel nefesh. Reb Chaim has a discussion in terms of why this would be one of them, but I'll leave that for now. However, how can you even put it back? What rash? What's the svara if you say machzira tatris is a malach of the rice? What's the justification return it? So Rav Chanina b'shem Rav Yochanan etir sof meaning the heter to put it back is because if we don't allow you to put it back, people, the shopkeepers wouldn't open. They're not going to leave their stores completely open. So in other words, that the, the, if you don't let him put it back, so the Gemara says, okay, so don't open the stores. So, so no, that will reduce the Simchat Yontav for the Rabbim that will need to get food as I explained. So Amra Vacha, no. When when he says put it back and not map to it to put it back properly, it's bavachul yachzir kol tzorcho. You're putting about partially. In other words, it's not a proper like fixed into the fixed into the the brackets with the pins and the like. Completely, it's partially put back. Okay. Um, so so Amra Yosi Barbon now. That's um, the whole rationale of doing this. If there's no other, there's no door. You can just open the door. It doesn't have to 
um, override the is the potential isu mishum bona going to shmuel um, uh, or not? So matnitin that but that must be according to shita Rabbi Shimon. Uh, why? Meaning the shita the explanation must be Shita Rabbi Shimon. Why? Because Rabbi Shimon says as follows. Oh, we've seen a brighter. Ha-gored, ha-kodeach, ha-kotzetz, kol-shu Someone's gored, he's sort of scraping off some wood to smooth it off. Or he's kodeach, or kotzetz, he's cutting, or he's drilling. Um, uh, yes, that's like he puts a hole in wood, correct? Then he's chayib in a kol-shu. Ha-Rabbi Shimon says no. Ha-gored, ad-shi-yagor kol-tzorcho, he's only chayib if he completes a task. And similarly, in other words, just a small amount, if you haven't completed the task you're interested in doing, then you're not chayev. If someone is tanning, is not chayev until he does all that is required. So therefore you see quite clearly that what we're saying, the shit that says, that Beit says you can put it back as long as you don't put it fully back, that must be Shira Rishimon that makes a difference how much you're doing if you've done Kol or not. Okay? Um, fine. Let's continue. So Amar, Amar Abiyakov Baracha, it says also that makes sense that Lo Atya Ela Karebi Shimon. Karebi Shimon Lo Avad Miktzat Malacho Kukulo Verabanin Avin Miktzat Malacho Kukulo. Because you see, Rabbi Shimon says doing partial bit of a Malacha is not considered as if you've done the whole Malacha. Whereas Rabbana says even a Kol Shuhu in the process of whatever you're doing, that would, that would make one liable to do Malacha on Shabbat. Okay, we'll stop here um, because then it moves on to Rabbi Shimon Gamil in um, in the mission. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll go from your next year. All right, Kol Tov. Have a good day.